something? How's that? Better? I, I never preach without Matt close by. That's the truth. But several people did tell me it's going to be too cold. Everybody's going to stay at home, watch online. No one's actually going to come to the building for a church when it's this cold. And I was like, are you kidding me? We finally get a chance to wear sweaters and jackets and boots and coats and gloves. Man, everybody's going to come. This is our chance, right? So thank you for being here. You look great, by the way. Uh, glad that you showed up this morning. I uh, heard about a family that is traveling home from church after uh, worship service on a Sunday, and the mom says, you know, the singing today was terrible. And the dad says, yeah, and the preaching, it went so long and it was so boring. A little seven-year-old kid from the back piped up and said, but you got to admit, it was a pretty good show for a dollar. I don't know what your expectations are when you come to church. I don't know what your expectations were today when you came to church. I hope your expectations were pretty high. In fact, today I hope they were a little bit higher than usual because we have been talking about, we've been kind of pointing towards today as the day when we roll out, when we introduce our 242 life groups. have been talking about that for a long time. We're excited about today and to get that started. And if you're a guest of ours, like it's the first or second time you've been here, and you're thinking, man, what did I stumble into today? You're here at the perfect time. You picked the best day to be here because this is who we are. This is who we want to be. And we've kind of been waiting maybe for things to get back to normal. Let's wait till the time is right to do this. And I think this is as normal as it's going to get, Right? And I think we've been waiting long enough, so uh, it's time to commit to doing something. So today, the question really isn't, well, what's Dave going to do? And the question isn't, what's Tim going to do? What are the elders going to do? The question is, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? What are we going to do? What's God going to do with us and through us? Because we want everyone to be involved. We want everyone to take ownership of this thing. You know, as you read the book of Acts, it became pretty obvious quickly on, pretty quick on that those first followers of Jesus, they took their commitment to God, they took their commitment to each other very seriously. They were devoted to God. They were devoted to each other. And those, their devotion played itself out in very meaningful, very tangible ways. So, I'm going to introduce that this morning, but before I do, I want to share with you a problem and a promise. I want to share with you uh, something that you probably don't want to hear, but you should hear it, and I also want to share something that you do need to hear, and you'll be glad to to know it. Um, I've kind of got some good news and bad news this morning. It's kind of a good news, bad news kind of thing. It's like the wife who told her husband, I've got good news and bad news. And he said, no bad news. I can't take any more bad news today. Just give me the good news. I can't stand one more piece of bad news. He said, well, the good news is the airbag in the new car works. (laughs) This morning, I'm going to start with the bad news. And the bad news is a time is coming in your life when someone's going to give you bad news. 
That's the bad news. Bad news is coming. Glad you came this morning, right? Yeah. You're going to get a phone call. You're going to get a text. Someone's going to knock on your door. And they're going to tell you something that is going to change your life. And not in a good way. The doctor's office calls and it's not the report that you wanted to hear. Uh, There's an accident. Someone that you love is involved. Uh, You get a call about your children. You get a call dealing with your parents. Something that's going on at work that you don't know if you can handle. The person that told you that they promised to love you till the rest of their lives decided they don't love you anymore. There's a loss of someone that you love. You know, we all can think of, if you've lived long enough, we can think of phone calls that we have gotten. I can think of phone calls that I've gotten in my life, and I can tell you exactly where I was. And I can tell you exactly what I was doing when I got that news. And it's a memory that I'll take to my grave. I'll never forget where I was and what I was doing when I received that news. One day, bad news... One day, you're going to get some bad news. And when that happens, you're going to find yourself living in one of two conditions. You're going to find yourself uh, living perhaps mostly in isolation, pretty much alone, disconnected, no one to reach out to, no one reaching out to you, pretty much on your own, Relationally, spiritually, or, or you're going to find yourself living in a community. You're going to find yourself with people who know you and love you and care about you because you'll have eaten together, you'll have laughed together. You'll have cried together, you'll have played together, prayed together, learned together, studied together, struggled together. You'll have done life with somebody. And when the time comes when you need somebody, somebody will be there. Somebody will know. And somebody will care. They'll hold you up, they'll support you, almost as if there's an unseen force at work. Because there will be an unseen force at work. In the Old Testament, the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes kind of contrasts the the strength of people living in a relationship with uh, the fragility and the vulnerability of people living in isolation. Two are better than one because we have a good return for their because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. It's God's plan, it's God's design for everyone to have someone in their life. We were created to do life together. We were created to live life in community. And God's strategy for that is the church. It's a beautiful thing when the church 
becomes the church. The Hebrew writer writes in Hebrews 10, in response to all he's done for us, let us outdo each other in being helpful and kind to each other and in doing good. Let us not neglect our church meetings as some people do, but encourage one another. Listen, the time to build community, the time to make connections, the time to get to know someone else and get in someone else's life is before that phone call comes. Because once the phone call comes, once the knock on the door happens, you're not going to be able to make those connections. It's going to be too late. In fact, it's going to feel really awkward to reach out to people. And really, at that point, you don't have the energy to do it anyway. And so what happens is you get more isolated, more removed, more disconnected. We can't stand alone. When our heart's breaking, when our heart hurts, we need people to stand with us. Sometimes you just need somebody to sit with you. So that's the problem. The problem is you're going to get bad news. Here's the promise. Even if you think that you don't need anybody, even if you think like I am the ultimate lone ranger, here's the promise. Somebody here needs you. Stop thinking about yourself for just a minute, okay? Somebody here needs you. Somebody needs your prayers. Somebody needs your encouragement. They need your perspective. They need your touch, your shoulder, your challenge, your hope. It's just a strange truth. When when we offer community, when we offer support and caring, we receive it as well. Paul writes in Romans 14, 19 that we're to pursue the things that build each other up. Pursue the things that build each other up. In other words, work for the things that make us all better. Work for the things that make us better together. Pursue those things. We've talked a lot about the church as a family. Well, the church is a body as well. And we need every part of the body working I like when every part of my body is working like it's supposed to. I get a lot more done. We're a lot better when every part of our body is working, is involved, is is active. We're not going to find community until we commit to the body. So this morning, we're going to have a chance to do that. I told you last week we're going to be introducing four different life group options today all based on Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Those first followers of Jesus, we've talked at length, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That's small group Bible study. They devoted themselves to uh, fellowship. That's special interest life groups. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. That's hospitality groups. And they devoted themselves to prayer. That's prayer, life groups. George Klein kind of came up with another way to explain it. He said those first Christians, they would study, they'd eat. They'd study, they'd play, they'd eat and pray. So as a a body, as a family, we want to study, play, eat, pray. 
We want to live our lives together. We want to be in each other's lives. So in the Family Life Center, right next door here, there's four tables set up. Each table representing one of these life group types. There's a table with information regarding Bible study life groups. Uh, the coordinators of the Bible study life groups are Daryl and Cherry Berry. Sitting right here, raise your hands or stand up or something. Daryl and Cherry, be sure that you recognize who that is. I think most of us know Daryl and Cherry very well. But they're going to be in the Family Life Center right after worship service today. And they're going to answer any questions that you might have about Bible study life groups. They're also going to have a stack of cards on a table there with them. And their cards are going to ask two questions. Do you love studying the Bible and sharing with others? Does it still excite you to find new truths in old scriptures? If you like to study the Bible, we need you. Okay? We need you. We need you to be a part of a Bible study life group. And Daryl and Sherry, they're going to ask you to take a card. There's a place where you can put your name and some contact information. What we'd love to do is have you give it right back to them. But maybe you're not ready to do that quite yet. Take it home. Pray about it. Just ask the Holy Spirit to kind of speak to you uh, about a, a decision. Um, Daryl and Sherry are going to take those cards and they're going to get together with their team and, and they'll get in touch with you about joining an existing life group. Uh, maybe there's uh, a couple that say, you know, we'd like to start one, uh, a new life group. They'll help you do that, help you organize that. Uh, we want you involved in a Bible study life group. By the way, those of you who are watching online, you can be involved in a Bible study life group. A lot of our groups meet virtually. We've got people right now in life groups, Bible studies, that are in different states, different time zones. If you would like to be a part of a Bible study life group online, on our comments of the Facebook feed, just write in the comments, I'd like to be a part of a Bible study life group. If you're watching on YouTube, go back to Facebook sometime soon. And during this lesson, just put in the comments, count me in, and somebody will be in touch with you about that. Those are our Bible study life groups. And then there's a table next door devoted to special interest life groups. It's kind of the play part of our life groups. And this group is headed by Chris and Lawanda Sutherland. Chris is right here. Raise your hand. Hi, Chris. Lawanda is back somewhere with our kids working in the nursery. Uh, but Chris and Lawanda have pretty quickly proven themselves to be people who love people. And we have been blessed by their hospitality and their energy. And they've got a card on their table as well. Are you up for trying new things? Do you like to have fun with fun people? We need you. We want to do life together. I tried last week to explain this type of group. Um, let me say again, Chris and Luanda are not going to be the ones coming up with the here's the activities that are planned, you know, pick one. You're going to do that. You're going to decide what you want to do with other brothers and sisters. But Chris and Luanda will be helping with to organize that and communicate that, those different activities that are going on. They're going to be at a table next door too, and they're going to share ideas, share some thoughts. But what they really want is for you 
to share your ideas and your thoughts and your dreams. Fill out one of those cards. Maybe on that card, put here's what I'm interested in. And then they're going to get a team together. And they're going to come up with some different things. And they're going to give options for how we can get involved. Just being with each other in our off time. And again, don't go over and say, what are the 10 things, choices that I have? We don't have 10 choices yet. We're waiting for you to come up with that. But we've got to start somewhere. So we're starting today. And then there's a table next door devoted to hospitality groups. Because we want to eat together with glad and sincere hearts. Myself and my wife Martha are going to be heading up that life group. Martha, doesn't have to stand, but raise your hand. I'm already standing. Very good. Um, but we're looking for a team. We're looking for a team to, to, to share their homes with each other. So there's a card on our table as well with a couple questions. Do you love to sit around a table and talk and laugh and listen? Might you be willing to have a few people into your home? We need you. We need you to be a part of our hospitality groups. We need single people. We need young couples. We need old couples. We need families. We need everything in between. We need people to say, you know what? God has really blessed me with with some assets. My home, my apartment being one of them. I should be using that for the kingdom. I should be sharing that. I mentioned last week, good things happen when we have people in our homes. They just do. Good things happen when we get around a table with people. I want a house with a crowded table. And I know a lot of you have been doing this for a long time, but we want to get a little bit of structure and a little bit of organization and some encouragement as well. So take one of those cards. Fill it out. Get it back to us. Devoted to hospitality. And then finally, there's a table in our Family Life Center for prayer life groups. Paul and BJ. I'm not sure where. Paul's right here, yeah. BJ is also taking care of kids this morning. She's with Luanda back in the nursery. But Paul and BJ have agreed to kind of be the mentors, the coordinators for our prayer life groups. Listen, I know we all believe in the power of prayer. And I know we all practice the, 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 uh, the process of prayer. But I got to wonder sometimes... For us, and really for myself, are we, am I, devoted to prayer? Now, there are times in my life when I am, because there are times in my life when I don't know what else to do but pray. But are we, am I, are we really devoted to prayer? And Paul and BJ have some great ideas on how to get us committed to a deeper prayer life. But they'd love your ideas. They'd love your input. They'd love to hear you say, when it comes to prayer, count me in. So they've got a card at their table as well. Feel like you could use more God in your life? Do you love others enough to pray with them and for them? We need you. We need you to be devoted to prayer. So take one of those cards, fill it out, get it back to Paul and BJ. Part of that team that is going to be devoted to prayer. So that is the structure that we're putting in place. 
And I want to thank publicly the, the couples that have agreed to kind of coordinate uh, these efforts. But again, it's going to be driven by you. This ministry is going to be driven by all of us. Uh, Jim Ingram is back here in the back. I mentioned last week, Jim is the deacon over all of our life groups. Jim's going to try to keep his finger on all four of these different groups. If you've got questions about groups, Jim is a great resource. It's a big job. Jimmy DeBose is uh, our elder. Jimmy's away at a funeral this weekend, but he's our elder uh, over life groups. Jimmy's committed and, and uh, focused on, on helping us grow together spiritually and relationally because we're convinced that so much more happens in a small group than happens in big church. But again, it's going to be driven by all of us. We, we want to empower you. We want to encourage you. But I'll say again, we're sort of expecting you to get involved. Because God's expecting us to get involved. We don't need more people sitting here. We don't need more people to just show up. We want people to live life together with. We've got too much work to do. We've got too much to accomplish for the kingdom for not all of us to be working together. You know, we're, we're, we're a family. We're God's family. And whatever we do, individually or collectively, we've got to do it for the glory of the kingdom, for the glory of God. And I'll say this too. For, for all of these groups, you are not committing to the end of time. Okay? <laughs> if I join a group, I'll never get out of it. You're not committing to the end of time. These different groups, they're going to meet at different times. Uh, a lot of these groups, just by their very nature, will meet once a month. Come on, you can do once a month. Some will meet more, some will meet less. All will come with some kind of an expiration date. It'll come to a point where, okay, what do we do now? You know, we, we've done this, okay, and then the group decides. Do we reboot? Do we restructure? Do we go out and join some other things, pull some other people in? Again, this is going to be driven by us, by you, by a family. Um, so that's all up to you. Uh, hey, Mike, would you go tell Angie to bring the kids in, please? We're going to close our service today a little bit differently than we usually do. Um, we're going to get the Faith Lane kids back in here. Angie's going to bring them in and kind of put them back with, uh, with you parents so you don't have to go back to the Faith Lane area to pick them up in just a minute. But when we dismiss here in a minute, I am going to encourage all of us, all of you, instead of doing what we usually do, and we have a process, we go to the lobby and we fellowship, and then we go to the breezeway and fellowship, <laughs> then we go to the parking lot and fellowship, and then we go to lunch, right? That's what we do. Instead of doing the normal thing that we always do, I am encouraging you, go to the Family Life Center when we're done here. Fellowship there. Check out those tables. Talk to those people that are manning those tables. Talk about being part of that team. What if I wanted to be a member of a couple groups? Of course, yes, you should be. These things are structured so you could be involved in a lot of different groups. I mean, that's, that's I think, how it's going to play out. 
say, well, I'm already in a group. I'm already in a small group Bible study. I would encourage you, go ahead and fill out a card just so Daryl has uh, that information for sure. If you're already in a group, fill a card out about that anyway. We want to sure, make sure that we're not missing anyone and nothing gets uh, kind of falls through the cracks. But we want you to ask questions and make suggestions. I know that a lot of you are thinking, well, I, I really got to get out of here today. And that's okay. I know not everyone can go to the Family Life Center, although you are getting out early today. But I'd really encourage you to go to the Family Life Center this morning. Usually we end here with an invitation song. We end with a, a prayer. We take prayer requests. We're going to do that a little bit differently today. Uh, we're still going to take prayer requests, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. If you've got something on your heart that you need the people here to be praying about, praying with you, instead of coming down front, as soon as we're dismissed, I'm going to ask you to go to the prayer room. You're thinking, well, I don't know where the prayer room is. It's right in this hallway. Just as you enter the Family Life Center, there's an office on your right. There's a sign there that says prayer room. If you enter that office, the next room is our prayer room. I'm going to ask you, if you have a prayer request, we would love to pray with you. George Klein, one of our shepherds, is going to be in that prayer room. And, and he will pray with you and for you. If it's something that the body needs to know, it'll be on vital concern in the next day. But uh, I, I'd encourage you to, to take advantage of that. Also, as you're leaving, I think, yeah, I do have a slide on this. Um, you'll notice they're all over the building, these small cards. One side of the card has our 242 logo. The other side of the card has Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves, the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. I want you to take as many of these cards as you want. We'll get more. I think on about every surface I've got card holders with these cards. I want you to take and put it on your refrigerator, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, put it on your desk, put it places where you will see it, and you'll be reminded that... As followers of Jesus, I got to do more than just show up. I got to be devoted. I got to be devoted to the things of the kingdom. I got to be a part of this thing. So take one of those cards. Take five of those cards. Take ten of them. Put it where you'll be reminded just how important God's call to devotion really is. So I'm going to end us with a prayer uh, as we finish up our worship service this morning. Let's bow together. Father, would you help us to take a step this morning? Just one little step. Would you help us to get out of our comfort zone? And just take a step toward the pursuit of community, into relationships, into forgiveness, into invitation, into doing life together. And we thank you that Jesus was willing to take that first step for us, to be with us, to bear with us, to forgive us. So, Father, would you give us courage to take a step today as well? We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask those four coordinators. Welcome back, BJ and Lawanda, by the way. I'm going to ask those four coordinators to head to the Family Life Center, give them just a head start uh, to get over there at their tables. And right behind them... We are dismissed. Thank you.